Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. Myself, TJ Pittenger, alongside Freddie Stevenson and Richie Barnes. How you gentlemen doing tonight? It's been a big week for No Nation, man. Super Bowl week coming up next week. Hey, I'm feeling good. What about you, Richie? Yeah, man, we, we have uh, multiple players in, in the Super Bowl, so a lot of representation from the from Florida State there. Miami cannot say the same. I, I had a good weekend, you know. Took it easy yesterday. Got got out there. Went, played a little golf today. Didn't didn't play well, but it was still nice to get back out there with in some nice sixty degree weather. So, what about you, TJ? And it's been a it's been a relaxing weekend. We haven't done a ton. My daughter's in swim lessons right now, and so we did that yesterday morning, and then uh, the rest of the day yesterday and today we've just kind of been hanging out at home. I've been telling you guys I've been doing whole thirty all month. Today yeah. was the last day of that, so <laughs> next week I won't have this massive water bottle. Uh, I'll be back with the whiskey. So that'll be good. Um, <laughs> so go. uh, yeah, I'm already like, we're already like, I mean, we don't want to go crazy cause you'll get like sick if you just yeah, like for sure ice cream and cookies and just bagels tomorrow morning and stuff. So like, but we're going to eat a dinner. That's not whole 30. We're excited about it. I'm going to have a buddy over. They did whole 30 as well. And we're going to have a couple of drinks and stuff. So I'm excited for that. But, uh, man, no Super Bowl week. Um, great week for FSU. Uh, schedule was released. We got a lot to talk about, and I'm I'm excited. We had a good weekend um, in this house. It was pretty chill. We didn't do a ton, um, but I'm excited to to break it all down with you guys. Uh, uh, one more thing, though, before we get going, I saw and I went back and looked at the last several updates. Um, yeah, we'll definitely comment on that when we yeah. talk a little. We're talking right. football. Yeah, yeah, massive trade in the NFL. Um, but. The boosters released the numbers, like their update from last week, and they were up a thousand and fifty-five new donors last week. And I went back to look at the updates just to kind of because that number just stuck out. I know we see the updates every Friday, Saturday. I know that it always seems like, oh, that's a lot. That's great. That's great. That's great. The week before was like five hundred. The week before was like six hundred. The week before was like four hundred. The week before was like two fifty. The week before was like five hundred. Um. And I'm not saying that I, I see the comments. I, it's not all us, <laughs> but it was the week that Alfred came on the show. <laughs> and so it's you guys. It's not us. Yeah, I mean, we, exactly. The chance to come and speak to you guys. I mean, he obviously does a fantastic job um, breaking down what's going on with the boosters, what's going on with the organization, the program. Um, but it's on you guys. You guys are the ones that signed up. We had already, us three didn't sign up. Like we, we already had in the past. So I'm glad that he was able to come on the show. I'm glad that there was a, a big push, but now I'll have him on every week. If that's the kind of output that we're going to get. If you haven't signed up, Google Seminole boosters. It's the one tribe fund sign up for $5 a month. Um, man, they're 42% of the way to the goal. Like the goal that they want to get to in 2021, we're 31 days in and they're 42% of the way there. Right. That's where we go into what Freddie was talking about. Man, we don't want to get to 13,000 or whatever that goal is. We want to get to 20. Like, we want to crush that goal. We want to blow it the heck out. Man, I'm excited for football. The schedule release came out. More info on the spring game coming. I'm I'm so thrilled for just the positive excitement that we've got going around FSU. So had to give that update before we got into it completely. Um, of course, we appreciate Guthrie's as well and their partnership. Um, you can visit both their locations there in Tallahassee. We talk about it every week, 2550 North Monroe and 1818 West Tennessee Street. Um, so outside of the boosters, the biggest news of the week was the schedule release, right? Well, maybe not even the biggest news of the week, but 
the first news of the week was the schedule release. And uh, Richie, Freddie, what, Fred, or Richie, if you want to kind of run through the schedule real quick, uh, people have seen it. They know what it is, but just kind of blow through the schedule real quick. And then let's get some quick thoughts on uh, on it. Yeah, so we, we knew we were going to open on a Sunday before Labor Day against Notre Dame in Tallahassee. Uh, then we get Jacksonville State in Tallahassee, Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. Uh, Louisville and Syracuse come to Tallahassee back-to-back weeks. Then we got a trip to Chapel Hill for a, a revenge game for Mac Brown and Sam Howell. Uh, fitting that it's homecoming for Walt Bell and UMass coming to Tallahassee. Uh, the slaughter against Clemson coming October 30th. Uh, NC State and Miami come to dope back-to-back. Then we are at Boston College and at Florida um, to end the season. So, you know, it seems to me like a very manageable front end of the schedule and pretty backloaded back end. But I, I, I'm i not mad at, at all. Like, I saw a lot of fans like, oh, the ACC screwed us again. And I'm like, no, man, I, I think that's pretty fair. What you what were your thoughts when you saw it, Freddie? Yeah, I thought without a doubt with some of those early games, we have opportunity early on to get us a few wins. And it's looking very, very favorable. I know it's too early to speak on it, but just from the outside looking in, based on what we saw last year, if this team continues going the right direction, I want to see why we can get some big wins early on. Um, Richie, what, what you got? Music blaring in the background there? <laughs> I, bought a, I bought one of those Apple HomePods, and I – put my phone on it and just started playing music oh so. my goodness bro <laughs> i'm still trying to figure it out i'm talking that out of your pay i don't know what the world's going on here no what were your thoughts on the schedule richie when when you saw it come out yeah i mean i, I thought it was pretty favorable you know it, for a young team and you know notre dame obviously they're good every single year um brian kelly he, he he's got that turned into a pretty well-oiled machine but at the same time they're they lose ian book they lose i think all five starting offensive linemen that's a game where if Florida State can, you know, come in and pull an upset, they get Jacksonville State, Wake Forest, Louisville, Syracuse. You could easily be five and zero. Oh. Now I'm not expecting that at all. So <laughs> nobody clip me say I'm saying Richie said five and zero, oh, but no, there's a lot going on there. Um, it, I like the way it lays out. You know, it, it's loaded in the back end with Miami, Clemson, and Florida in the pat in the final what four of the final six games. But at the same time, it, it's it's a very manageable schedule. And, you know, we talk expectations. I think to me personally, I don't know about you two, but six wins, that's kind of the goal next year. Anything less, it would be disappointing. But get to six and six, show that improvement. And then next year, you know, maybe go go from six to nine or, you know, go from three to six, six, nine. We'll see. What about you, TJ? Yeah, I'm hoping to get a little bit more out of it. I know we talked a little bit about it on Twitter. I really think you got to push for that seventh win, whether that be during the regular season or you know, potentially in a bowl game, right? Like I feel like that seventh win is big. If you can get it in the regular season and then you kind of get into a lower level bowl and you play a team that you're pretty outmatched or you're you're overmatched against, um, I think you've got the chance to then get to that eighth win. And man, that what improvement that is, right? To go from from three to eight. Yeah, um, yeah it, it sets up really well at the beginning of the schedule. Notre Dame's going to come in as a favorite. Um but getting them with a new offensive line, hopefully we've shown some improvement. We played them tough last year. Um, we had some things go right for us in that game, and so you'd think we probably need some things to to break our way um, again to to have a chance to upset them. But I think that uh, I think that that chance would be there. And then the the schedule does kind of lay out nicely past that. Uh, Jacksonville State's a win. 
Uh, at Wake Forest is not easy, but I think that's a winnable game. Louisville at home, though they thrashed us this year, I think that's a winnable game. Syracuse yeah. at home, that's definitely a winnable game. I think they're the worst team in the ACC. North Carolina is going to be very tough in Chapel Hill, uh, but then the UMass game after that is a win. So I mean, I think you're if you could find a way to get to four and two through those first six, I mean, I think that's I think that's really good. You know, yeah. three three and three has got to be the floor. You can't do any worse than that. Um, so, you know, if you, if you were to lose to Notre Dame and North Carolina, your two toughest games and then drop one more, I mean, I think that's kind of where you're at. If you can win all the other games and go, uh, four and two to start the year, I think that that is how you set yourself up really nicely. Somebody asked about, is Clemson going to thrash us in the comments without Trevor? I I still think so. (laughs) Trevor, Trevor is undoubtedly the best pro prospect that we've seen since in a long, long time. And. I understand that's a massive loss, but they're just so deep everywhere that, yeah, I still think they will. Um, NC State's not really, really good. I think getting them and Miami back-to-back at home, I think that's helpful. Um, You know, I think you need to find a way to split that. You need to find a way to beat Boston College because I don't see us beating Florida um, to end the year. So, you know, I I think that with some things going our way, I think seven and fives uh, possible, six and six. Is, is more likely, but I, I don't think you can go under 500 here. I mean, there's a difference in going under 500 and looking competitive in every single game and things just not breaking your way, but I think they really need to go um, six and six or better. Freddie, did you have a record in mind? I know we're not going to go game by game, but did you have a record in mind when you saw the schedule come out? Yeah, I think um, six and six, just based off what we've seen this past year, that's that's a fair, fair one. Hopefully with that NC State, in Miami stretch, we can pull out both of them. It's been a while since we got a win against Miami. So that's that's a crucial game. And just with the Clemson and Florida game, we can't lo- afford to lose all those robbery games again in one season that hurts us in re- yeah. recruiting. So we definitely have to get that Miami game because I don't see us beating Florida. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, they're they're tough. I'm hoping they take a step back, obviously, with Trask and, and Pitts leaving. Their defense hopefully still won't be very good. And, and by the end of the year, um, you know, maybe Florida State is. Maybe we are more competitive. Milton stays healthy. The offense is rolling. I can see that game being competitive. You know, if yeah. you'd asked us after 2017, when even with Jimbo, like with one foot out the door, we still beat the heck out of them in Gainesville, yeah. right? And so a lot can change in a year. I will say that they're they're pretty far ahead right now with that gap. But again, I would have said the same thing in, after 2017. I'd have said that, man, they're not they're not beating us anytime soon. Um, obviously, didn't know what was coming in 2018. I didn't know that the team was going to look like it ended up looking. Um, so, but who knows? You know, you don't really know how Emory's going to come in and look for them. So, we'll see. Uh, I'm thankful as always that that game's at the end of the year. I, I know the schedule's backloaded at the end, but yeah, I'd rather your toughest games be at the end of the year, right? Yeah, like, for sure. you know, now that makes it really tough if you stumble at the beginning to make your way back into bowl eligibility. But at that point, if you're losing, if you're losing to the Wake Forests and the Louisvilles and, uh, yeah, the NC State and these other teams, you you know, there's no pressure on those last games. You just know what's coming and and you roll with it. So, yeah, I like getting all those other teams late in the year, like like we have. Um, I'm excited for their. I'm excited for the spring game. I'm excited to get back up to Tallahassee for that. Um, I actually might be going for a hoops game in a couple of weeks, but I'm really excited. I, I'm I'm going to do my very best to be up there um, for that Labor Day game on a Sunday night, right? Yeah. A Sunday night. That's different. That's I know the Boomers are mad about that, but 
a we're, Sunday we're, night we're game. All off, we're all off work on that Monday, so I mean it. it it's no. a perfect night to hey, if Mike Norvell wants to make some noise, man, go win that game, no. and th- things get really interesting really quick. We'll have church at the tailgate that morning, and then we'll beat the hell out of the Catholics that night. So it'll be great. Um, <laughs> what was after the the schedule news? Oh, recruiting. Some big recruiting news. Richie, what happened today? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I put this outline together a few days ago. With you a called gut- your shot. You called your yeah. shot. You put it, this in there before. And, and I'm not acting like I'm an insider. I just you know, follow it no, well enough to know. But, inside of Richie Barnes. But uh, four-star quarterback Nico Marchio from Arizona, he's the number nine pro-style quarterback in the country, number 220 overall, the 247 composite, picked Florida State. Uh, he's committed, guys. And uh, last week he was in Florida, spent a few days in Gainesville, a few days in Tallahassee. His final four was Arizona State, Florida State, Florida, and Rutgers. And uh, he popped for Florida State. And, you know, it's a big-time pickup. We weren't sure, you know, what, what Mike Norville was doing because there's some other quarterbacks on the board. And the people question, should we take this commit at this time or not? I think absolutely. Like, you have to take it. You you have a true blue-chip quarterback that wants to jump on board. You have to take him. Uh, did Freddie and TJ, did you guys see the news? It, I think it happened today, didn't it? Yeah, um, I saw the news pop up and. It's crazy because we've heard how this staff can't recruit. Um, they didn't have good recruiting ties in different states. So just to see that they're doing their job on the recruitment trail after the season that we had, the logo still holds weight, and we have some of the right guys in, in place. So, And the recruits clearly know that even though Florida State – has been down for the past few years. We won't be down for long. So that's something to be optimistic about. And you young recruits on the trail, come be a part of something special because once we back up, I'm telling you, we're winning championships. Like, we're championships. Yeah. Did I see that it moved um, Florida State? And I'm not predicting they finishing around this, but a lot of heat in that 2022 class, right? Like moved them up around um, sixth. Is that yeah, right? I think they're sixth um, in the country right now. And, and they have – who potentially could be the number one overall recruit in the country and Travis Hunter out of Georgia, man, that this class, it's off to an f- amazing start. You still got Marvin Jones Jr. out there. Uh, he's expected to potentially be at Florida state, obviously a legacy, but man, but that's Norvell's off to a hot start. And it goes back to the schedule we were talking about. You know, if you get off to like a four and two start, like you were talking about TJ, that's huge. Cause these recruits are going to say, all right, yeah, they're building something here and other Recruits are going to want to hop on board. So this is huge, man. Yeah, it's big not only for the recruiting, but it's also big for the current team that's on the field to continue to gain confidence. You know, you start out a year like 2018 and you start out, what, like two and five or something, and you're barely beating like Sanford and stuff. You have no confidence for the rest of the year, right? And so it's not only big for the recruiting, but then that confidence carries over and maybe you upset a Miami team. Maybe you – Go down to the fourth quarter with Florida, right? Like, and you're in that one. You beat an NC State. So, yeah, I think that it's massive not only for recruiting, but also to keep your team engaged and everything else. So it all kind of ties into each other. We've talked about this on the show before. Guys believe what Norvell's selling, right? Whether that's guys that are looking for their last opportunity to make the NFL and they're transferring out of programs like Georgia and South Carolina and Auburn or they're the best quarterback in the state and they're McKenzie Milton or just whatever, like guys believe in what Norvell's selling. And I think you see that with classes coming down the, the line as well. They have to back that up on the field, 
We need to win some games. And I think at six wins plus a bowl, you show improvement. You look a little better against uh, teams like Florida and Clemson. You you play Notre Dame really tough to open the year, whether you win or lose. I think that that's kind of how you sell that. Hey, we're coming back. We're back on that upward swing. Um, you can't you can't go. I mean, theoretically, you can. We'll see what would happen. But the problem will be you can't beat all the bad teams on the schedule. Um, you know, Syracuse, Boston College, uh, Samford, you know, go six and six and then get absolutely annihilated when you play Miami and Florida and Clemson and Notre Dame because, you know, I mean, at that point, yeah. it's fool's gold, right? So I think that the play on the field will be pretty telling. Um, and But exciting, exciting transfer um, – sorry, commitment – from, uh, again, a blue chip quarterback. That wasn't the only recruiting news we had this week. Who else committed this week, Richie? No, so uh, we got a three-star, number 397 nationally, uh, weak side defensive end Aaron Hester from Jacksonville, Florida. He's actually the son of former Florida State linebacker Ron Hester. Uh, he was had offers and was heavily pursued by Miami, Michigan, Penn State, and some others, and he picked Florida State. And, you know, we talked about Jermaine Johnson, the transfer how, from Georgia, how big that was, because we need a pass rusher, guys. This guy is a legitimate pass rusher. I'm really excited about him. I think he's a guy that can, you know, he, he's not going to be a, coming as a true freshman and, and, you know, be a freshman All-American. But, you know, with two, three years in Storm system, I mean, he's he will not be number 397 in the country come signing day. He, he's going to be probably a top 200 player. He's a really good athlete. Um, and it's what Florida State needs, a legitimate pass rusher. Uh, Freddie, what were your thoughts on him? Yeah, without a doubt, I haven't truly follow him as a player, but just him being the legacy, that that helps because his father let him know what it takes to be a, a no. That's first and foremost what we expect out of him, what's going to be expected out of him day one. Just him coming in, understanding what it takes from a guy that's old school. That's that's big, coming in first day, understanding, and we know those values have been instilled in him. But I got a question for you guys. I I know on this recruiting trail, I feel like getting Milton kind of helped us out. But how much do you think a guy like Travis Hunter being so loyal to the program and voicing that constantly on social media, how much do y'all think that has played into getting some of these guys on board and will play in the future? It's it's huge, man. It's like, you know, we, we go back to Jimbo's first class when LaMarcus Joyner and uh, um, Jeff Luke jumped on board. That's when everyone's like, Man, I want to go play with for Jimbo. He's building something. All these elite players want to go play for him. And Travis Hunter, like I said, he, there's a good chance he will be the number one recruit in the entire country. He can play defense back or wide receiver. He's that elite. He would probably be the top player at either position in the country. So that's huge. And for to see him so active on social media on Twitter, you know, adding you know other elite recruits, other five star guys, like, hey, you, you coming to be an old with me or what? That, that's big time because. You know, it's one thing if, you know, say, uh, you know, Richie Barnes, the two-star receiver from uh, St. Cloud, Florida, he jumps on board. No one's going to listen to me if I say anything, but you had a five-star number one player at his position at multiple positions. Um, That's huge to see him so vocal and active on Twitter. I love it, man. Travis Hunter. And that's why it's important we start off strong on the, on the week part of the first half of the schedule, because that's only going to get him that more engaged and, Again, everybody wants to play with the best players. I'm Freddie. I'm sure you're the same way. Jimbo's recruiting classes were off the charts. Um, you know, when the especially in your recruiting class, in the classes before and just after, it's a huge deal to have a five star, you know, bona fide 
stud that everybody knows he's going to be elite. So vocal and so active on Twitter and trying to recruit other people. I think, it, again, you got to win games, but this could be a really good recruiting class, and Travis Hunter will be a big part of it. Yeah, no, super exciting. And to answer Freddie's question as well, I think it's <laughs> getting comments that we didn't have to get him <laughs> to, to get him. Um, yeah, speaking of Kel- Freddie's comments, like you just that uh, that bell cow is just so important, right? Like we've we've had a lot of, unfortunately, we've had a couple bell cows of classes like dip out at the last second, <laughs> the last couple of years, and so you know, hoping that uh, hoping that's not the case now. But you just see what it does for the class, like it's it's massive. So um, transitioning from the the field over to the uh, court. Everyone's favorite segment of the show. We're blaming Harlan again. He, he isn't here to to do the Zoom so that we can get good music in here. So we're going to pipe in some crappy music. Next week, we're going to pre-record this, and I'm going to play it for you guys so that we have good music with it. I've just learned how to, how to do that. That's a great question that we just got about Saban, and we'll talk, I will bring that up. I'll talk about that. That's a great question. But without further ado, I don't know if anybody else likes it, but mine and Freddie's favorite part of the entire show, <laughs> uh, Richie Barnes's Basketball Minute. Richie, let it roll. Florida State was back on the hardwood Wednesday evening as they hosted a shorthanded Miami Hurricane team that it would seem like more like a Florida summer sun shower. The try would come out strong on a 14-5 run capped off by a silky smooth Sadar Calhoun shot from distance. Then it was the Scotty Showtime Barn Show as he connected on the multiple buckets in a short period of time. The good guys would finish out the half with a 35 to 23 point lead with the count never as close as the score would indicate. The second 20 minutes started on a strong note when Big Balsa Copa Beecher opened the half with a strong take to the hole and won. The Kings would scrap and claw their way back into the game, but come on, man. It's playoff Lenny Hamilton against the Hurricanes. They never stood a chance. From there, the magnificent MJ Walker stole the ball, drove the length of the court, and delivered a thunderous tomahawk jam on the other end. The lead would then balloon to a prime time 21 points on the heels of a Malik Ozzy Osbourne deep ball. Then, with 5.19 left to play, the sensational Sundar Calhoun cut a lob from Wakefront Evans is slamming the door on Miami. With 4.40 left in the game, the talented Tanner Nagone posterized the Miami player, leaving little doubt who Big Brother is. Knowles 81, Kings 59. Then the Tribe took on the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech in the godforsaken city of Atlanta. Jacket 76, Knowles 65. So, Florida State goes 1-1 one and one on the week. I'm telling you, I said this last week, I... I hate the city of Atlanta for anything. <laughs> sports God, like I'm so sick of it. Um, we can't go there and seem to win anything. Um, in any sport like ever. So I'm, I'm tired of Atlanta. I'm, I hope we don't have to go there. I mean, I'm sure we'll be there again next year. We're against Georgia tech and basketball, but yeah, not the most fun yesterday. Team just really didn't look like they had it. Um, great win Wednesday night. I mean, you love to, beat Miami. I mean, they were shorthanded, and so you can't lose that game one way or the other. But great win Wednesday night. Not a fun one yesterday. Guys, basketball thoughts quickly? Yeah, you know, and that's basketball. You know, I had a lot of people texting me saying, like, hey, man, what's going on? This this is Georgia Tech. Like, this is not a bad Georgia Tech team. They almost beat 
Virginia, who's probably the best team in the ACC. It's Florida State and Virginia right there. Lost by two. They lost by, I think, two or four to Duke. Um, they were due for a win. And road games in the ACC are, are – if you win a road game in the ACC, that's a big deal. You know, it's one of those things where if you have a winning record on the road in the ACC, that's a huge accomplishment uh, for a team. And, it, you know, it, it's just – it's what happened. You know, it, Alvarado, man, that guy from Georgia Tech, he pissed me off last night. He just could not miss. He, he was out of his mind. Um, an outstanding performance by Georgia Tech. Give them all the credit in the world. I'm not worried at all about this Florida State team. We do have three more road games in a row, so that'll be four straight road games, which is kind of scary considering they're all conference games. But at the same time, I'm still not concerned. Again, that a game like that was going to happen eventually. Um, and Florida State, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, that They'll be on the road the next three nights or the next three games, and then they come back to the TLC double C. And I, I'm very confident this team will still be in the tournament, probably a between a three to five seed. And then we'll see what happens from there in Indianapolis. Freddie, what about the basketball team this week? Yeah, I, um questioning this team at all. I, I had a feeling it was going to happen after we got on that run. I just, and I think it's going to help us in the long run, just getting that test and getting a wake up call really um, while the team was running high right now, emotions high, everybody's feeling good, kind of brings everybody down, settles them down, brings them back to earth. So now we're getting back to, just just playing in this team I do think is a um top team. I think we'll still make it to the Elite Eight, possibly the final four. I think that we have a solid squad here and this is just gonna help this team grow. So I have no questions at this point. I just hate hate Atlanta right now, man. Yeah, man. That city <laughs> dude I've gone to a bunch of games there. Like yeah I I went to the Houston game there. I went to the um the Alabama game there. I'm I'm never going back to another another <laughs> game in Houston. Um, oh, I went to the Georgia Tech that. game. My goodness, I'm over th- like the Georgia Tech football game. The kicks. We had the Marcus Sims fumble. Then we had the the kicks. Oh, I didn't go to that one, bro. I ain't that old. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no Florida State. We, somebody commented it, but yeah, Florida State plays Tuesday night, um, okay. nine o'clock at Boston College. Quick chance to rebound. Quick chance to come back out and uh, put a loss behind you, and then again go into a. Uh, all ACC road games are tough. Uh, Going to yeah. Chestnut Hill and and win a game up there, and then Saturday at two, play on the road at Pittsburgh. Um, you guys remember playing last year? They played the ACC game, like they played an ACC game early before they got into conference play. We lost to Pittsburgh to start the year. Yeah, so it I've, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. A bad taste in my mouth against Pittsburgh since then. I hope we go in there and beat the heck out of them. So I always got a buddy that is from up there um, that I used to work with, and we always bet a six-pack on it. So I need you, Knowles, because I, I don't want to lose another six-pack um, because of betting with my buddy. Um, how's you, you mentioned the tournament. How's the the old bracketology? Like wh- where are we kind of slated right now, yeah, according so, to the experts? Yeah, so right now Florida State, they're actually third in the ACC Um Kind of tied with Virginia Tech, Florida State six and two. Virginia Tech is seven and two. Uh, Virginia seven and one, the class of the conference right now. But Virginia does come to Tallahassee in a few weeks. And if you go to Joe Lenardi's bracketology on ESPN, he currently has this as a four seed playing UAB in the opening round, playing the winner of Texas Tech versus a play-in game. But dad gummit, man, he's got us in Gonzaga's bracket. And Gonzaga and Baylor are two teams I want nothing to do with right now. Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about that as well. Like, eventually you'd have to play him anyway, but 
Yeah, I'd love to play him in the final four as opposed to, yeah. to, to <laughs> a lot earlier. Elite eight, yeah. Um, but like you said, yeah, everything's right there and in, in laid out for Florida State to kind of control um, what they're able to do. After these couple of games that we just talked about, next Tuesday, the 9th, uh, Florida State goes to Virginia Tech, and then 11 days later, uh, Virginia Tech comes here on February 20th. And then in between those two games, the day after Valentine's Day, gentlemen, there's your quick reminder, February 15th, um, Florida State plays home against Virginia. So a fun little stretch coming up there where um, they play both teams a couple of times uh, in succession. Uh, that second Virginia Tech game, that home game, I think I'm going to. And I saw the – I mean, transitioning into this, uh, baseball starts the day before – and then also the same day as that Virginia Tech game at home, the 20th, baseball has a doubleheader. So I think I'm going to try and – we're taking my daughter to like her first game. So I think that would be fun. Maybe I'll just walk over there so she can see the baseball field. Obviously, she has no clue what's going on, but uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, but baseball starts in a couple of weeks too, and I'm excited to – maybe we can get well, – let me text somebody and see what's going on. But maybe we get a coach on here one more time before the season – the season uh, – I almost said tips off, but that's not the right word. Before the season kicks off, I don't, I don't know. What yeah. <laughs> Whatever, who knows? Yeah, before <laughs> before they start hitting. Everyone's the ball. not here. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, excited for for baseball to get going. Obviously, softball, everything else will, will get rolling as well. Um, we talked a little basketball. The uh, the Super Bowls this week, Richie. Are you excited at all, or? What's going uh, on? Did you are you going? Did you get your tickets or what, so, what's going on well, here? Let me tell you, I, my heart was broken yesterday. So, uh, as you guys know, I, I work in healthcare. I've had my first dose of the vaccination. I'll get my second dose on Monday. Uh, but we also have season tickets for the Bucks. Uh, me and my buddy Weston went in on that, and I got a call from our season ticket rep Friday, and she's like, "Hey, um, kid, we freed up a free ticket to the Super Bowl for you as a healthcare worker. I need the dates of your vaccinations." I said, yeah, but my first one was January 4th. My second will be Monday, uh, this coming Monday, February 1st. She's like, oh, the cutoff was January 28th. We cannot give you one of those. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Um, but we're still in a lottery. It's unlikely that I'll get to go. I'm not paying six grand, which is what the stuff up market is at right now. But um, I'll pro- we'll probably have a Super Bowl party at the house. Uh, if I do somehow get a ticket to the game, I will absolutely be there. But, man, I missed my uh, – chance for a free Super Bowl ticket for Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay by five days. That is brutal. Yeah. And I can't tell you how bad I feel for you right now. Cause like I knew it was going to be something like that. Cause you'd have posted about like the fact that you were going or something like that. Like if, that really sucks. If yeah, I get, <laughs> if I get a bunch of free tickets, like I'll give you one. Like I gotta take care of my family. Like my, I can't like, yeah, yeah. I can't give you one before I get my dad one, right? Like, yeah, of course. You know, but like, yeah, was, I get like eight. Rough, man, I was I was so pumped. She when she called, I, I saw it was eight one three. So I'm like, I don't typically answer phone calls. I don't know, but I knew it was eight three. I knew it was Tampa. I'm like, I think this is Rachel, our guy season ticket rep. And then like, I went from like up here to down here real quick, bro. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Uh, before we talk about the Super Bowl, did you guys see the massive trade? Um, between the Rams and the Lions this week. Uh, I'll give you the details on it real quick. The Lions sent Matt Stafford yeah. to the LA Rams in exchange for Jerry Goff. The Rams is 2022 first round pick, their 2023 first round pick, 
and a third round pick in this draft. So Matt Stafford, uh, just an absolute stat machine and, and always yeah. has been up there in Detroit, goes to LA, Jared Goff to the Lions. Um, what are your immediate thoughts on that trade? Either one of you, because I want to I want to get what both of you think there. Go ahead, Freddie. Yeah, just taking a look at everything that they gave up for Matt Stafford. On the outside looking in, some people may think that, okay, they're giving up too much. But all this shows to me is they believe that they should be playing in the Super Bowl this week. And they believe that Jared Goff is the reason that they're not playing in the Super Bowl. And they believe in Matthew Stafford more than they believe in Jared Goff. So they were willing to go all in to get to the Super Bowl while they still have Aaron Donald, while they still have Jalen Ramsey and this stout defense. And that's all it that's all it shows. And they bet big and hopefully it pays off. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's it's clearly a move where they think they're one player away from, uh, you know, being the king of the NFC. Obviously, you know, nobody's knocking off Tampa Bay this year or next year, but maybe in two years they, they can have a chance. Um, but I, I, I agree, Freddie, that, that that's a move. Man, they don't have any first round picks to like 2023 now, I saw. But at the same time, if you think the quarterback is the one position holding you back and Matt Stafford, he, he's got he has a Hall of Fame numbers as far as the stat line. He doesn't have the wins, but Detroit hasn't won a playoff game since 1957. That's a big deal. So good for Matt Stafford. I'm a, you know, my, my wife follows his wife on Instagram. She's a huge fan of him and his wife. And I told her, and she's super excited. I, I hope he does well. Um, I'm excited for a Bucks Rams NFC championship with Tom Brady, 44 years old, beating them. And then maybe after he retires, after winning his second straight Super Bowl, the, the Rams, you know, they can cash in and, and uh, make good on that bet there. Yeah, no, I think that – I mean, I think it's a massive move for the Rams. I think that uh, the the Packers didn't have a, a very strong defense. And, um, you know, the Rams fell just short. The Packers got a touchdown late to make that score uh, a little wider than the game actually was, but it was 18-25 to 25 in the fourth quarter. And, um, yeah, I think with a, with, a, with a guy like Stafford over golf, I think the Rams could have potentially um, – could have made that Green Bay game a little bit closer. Yeah, right? Like sure. could have it would have been a little more interesting. Um, I mean, the Rams beat the Bucks when when they played us, and and then so you know you think about if if Stafford's there instead of Golf, you know I don't know. Maybe the yeah you know, honestly if if you had made that trade for that player at the beginning of the year, I mean the the Rams would be in the Super Bowl right now, right? No, and so no, they no, they no no. no. All right, I'm gonna mute Richie real quick because I'm being serious for like half a second. I know he's got to get his Tom Brady jokes off, but like that's how big of a trade I think it is. Like it is, the Rams, yeah. the Rams beat us with Jared Goff. Like, what would they have done with Matt Stafford? Right, like upgrading the position. Right, so I mean, they may be in the Super Bowl, and so yeah, we'll see next year. I mean, they're gonna be one of the favorites. Seattle yeah. doesn't look the same these days. They they don't look great. Um, I think that division's pretty open. I you know. The Niners are tough, but they had a ton of injuries this year. How do they rebound? What's their quarterback position look like? So, yeah, massive, massive trade. Um, you know, Detroit's in, like, full rebuild mode. But with all these first-round picks that they're going to have, I mean, that's that's good, you know? Like, maybe they can kind of turn some things around. So, I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, thoughts on the Super Bowl, Richie? I know you're, I know you're picking the Bucs. I know you – have picked them 16 straight weeks uh, in the regular season. So why stop a, 
uh, picking streak. Now, tell us your thoughts on the Super Bowl, Richie. I mean, I'm just super excited. Obviously, we, we saw Kansas City at Tampa Bay earlier in the year. Um, despite the final score, Kansas City kind of you know controlled that game entirely. They kind of shut things down after getting up early. Um, but I'm not going against Tom Brady, the GOAT, man. I, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a great game. You know, I, I understand why Kansas City's favored, and they should be. But at the same time, I, you know, it's not one of those games where, you know, my senior year at Florida State, uh, I went to uh, Gainesville for Tim Tebow's senior day knowing we had no chance at winning. This is not one of those times. Florida, or excuse me, Tampa Bay, they are more than equipped to win this. This defense, you know, obviously I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, and believe it or not, I was before he came to Tampa Bay. But this Florida State defense, or this Tampa Bay defense has been the reason that they've gotten to the Super Bowl. Amazing pass rush, uh, great play in the secondary. You know, Devin White, Levante David, they, they have no weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball. But you have Pat Mahomes, and he's the best quarterback in the league right now, and it's really not close. He is so good, man. He can make every throw. He can improvise. He can run around. He, he can make plays, kind of like Jameis we saw in 2013 at Florida State. But I'm just so excited um, for Florida or for Tampa. I keep saying Florida State for Tampa Bay to be in the Super Bowl in their home stadium, first time ever it's happened. Whether I'm there or not, it, it will not change my level of, of excitement. Uh, Freddie, you're a Bucks fan too, man. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Just seeing what the Bucks defense was able to do to Aaron Rodgers last week. I know Kansas City had a monster of offense over there, but Tampa's defense has grown. We we saw over the course of the regular season what they could be, but just to see the level of play they've displayed over these past few weeks, it's going to be a, a great matchup. Andy Reid has a lot of crazy looks, a lot of misdirection in his offense, and he's going to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. But Ty Bowles, he's, he's dialing up some great plays, and he's making it tough on opposing quarterbacks right now. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Everybody's talking about Mahomes and Brady as they should be, but this defense, that's that's the key to the that's the key to the game. They can make it tough on Patrick Mahomes. And I think the running game for Tampa, if they can get rolling, Fournette, he showed up big last week. Tampa has a strong chance to pull this one out. Yeah, and I, I don't think Todd Bowles gets enough credit, man. He is what he's done with this defense is amazing. And Freddie, like you said, man, not about playoff Lenny. I love it, man. Leonard Fournette. His career has been reinvigorated from leaving Jacksonville. They cut him because no one wanted him, and the Bucks signed him. And, man, that, that run last week in, in Lambeau was amazing. Yeah, the the Bucks need to improve offensively, in my opinion, to have any chance in this game. Um, the defense has been really, really good and is the reason that the Bucks are here. Um but Brady has not had an – I know this is really going to hurt Richie's feelings. Brady has not had an especially good postseason. Um, his completion percentage is 13 out of 14 qualifying quarterbacks. Um, so, like, that doesn't count, like, Jameis going one for Jameis. one or, like, a punter. <laughs> yeah, or, like – but, I mean, he's 13th out of 14th on completion percentage. He has the second most turnovers in the playoffs. Um his rating is is pretty low compared to all the other quarterbacks yeah. that have happened. The Bucks receivers lead the NFL in drops uh, in the playoffs. Uh, the Bucks running backs rank 13th and 15th respectively. 
um, in rushing yards per attempt. I know Fournette had the, the one really nice run on Sunday for the touchdown, but outside of that, the, the Bucks running backs have been doing, I mean, they've been getting absolutely nothing. Um, and so when you're, when you're, uh, quarterback and your running backs and your wide receivers are all near the bottom of <laughs> of the the league or the playoff bracket. You're like, well, how are they in this? Well, Drew Brees was really really bad the game they played them. The Packers were really, but they've found a way. Right, like the defense has done enough. She's but I, get I don't, baby. I don't think the defense. I don't think the defense is just going to come out here and shut Mahomes down. Right, like no. they did that against Brees. They severely limited. Uh, the Packers, but I think the Bucks' offense finally has to figure it out, and Brady's got to get better, right? Like he's the yeah. he's the goat. We all understand that. We all know that he hasn't played like the goat this postseason, and he's show up on on Sunday. I think that um, I think that there's been a and I, and Richie's been part of it, so I'll blame him as a as a member of the media. But there's been a massive, um, you know, just oh my gosh. The the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. This shows how Tom Brady is the go, and he's there, but he hasn't been very good, right? He hasn't been the reason, and so he needs to be better. The Bucks are going to win. He right, throws three picks against Kansas City. The Bucks aren't winning. Over, yeah, so right? he throws fifty two percent completions, like he didn't get the same. He's we're not winning, right? Like he's got to get better. He's got to be. I mean he just needs to not turn the ball over, right? Like just, just that, right? Like he's got the second most turnovers in the playoffs. He needs to not do that. And the bucks have a great shot of winning. So if he can improve his play, if the running backs can get a little better, if the wide receivers can stop dropping the freaking ball and the defense can continue to play as well as they have, I think the bucks have a chance. Yeah. And, and, I, don't, and I, this is, this I don't is reminiscent. Know this is I don't, reminiscent of that on, 2002 run. No, it wasn't. The Brad Johnson played way better than I mean. No, I, Johnson it, played way better than Tom Brady did I, in the playoffs. So hear me out. Hear me out. This is reminiscent of that 2002 run, where you know people are like eh, the offense is mid, the defense is good. Then they're going to Philadelphia. Like they can't win in cold weather. Say said the same thing about Lambo. You can't win up there. It's too cold and all this. Uh, they win that game at the no home games until the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. And obviously, it, it, they didn't play in the Super Bowl. But in the Super Bowl back in 2003, they played the number one offense in the country or in the in the entire league. And, you know, Tampa Bay, the defense, Dexter Jackson, Florida State alum, Super Bowl MVP, you know, he, he showed out. So can, can Anton Winfield, he's coming back this week. Uh, Levante David should be back. There's a lot of good things. It, it reminds me a lot of that run back in 2002, 2003 that I'm so excited about. And I'm, again, I'm not picking for, or <laughs> again, I'm not picking Tampa Bay to win just drink yet. too much out on the course, but no, I didn't even drink on the course. <laughs> well, you should have. I should have. Yeah. I would have shot a lot better, <laughs> but at the same time, man, like this Tampa Bay team, I think if the defense plays their capabilities, you're going to need a, a vintage Tom Brady game. Like I agree with you, TJ, you cannot have the Tom Brady of the past three weeks and expect to win. But if you get a vintage Tom Brady game and, and it's one game, him showing up, nobody's wants this Super Bowl more than Tom Brady does right now. Like, I don't care what anyone says. He wants to prove that he can do this without Belichick. He wants this game more than anybody. I'm not betting against him again. Uh, well, we're not recording till Monday, so I guess we should do our Super Bowl picks. 
Um, but we'll get into that in a second. But man, I'm I'm so excited for this game. It, how can you not be excited when your team is playing for championship? You are excited regardless, and that's where I am right now. Yeah, I do hate the two week layoff. I hate the fact that we've had to wait. I wish the game was today. We could have recorded tomorrow instead. But yeah, no, I I hate the two, I, but I'm excited. I just think that Brady's got to move from wanting it more than anyone else to stop playing like the second worst quarterback in the playoffs. Like that's where it's got to like just wanting it isn't going to be enough. Wanting it's not going to be enough to stop Mahomes. That's no. to me that's the problem is the Bucks could play really 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 well on defense and still give up 31 points to Kansas City. Yeah. Like that's not like that's just how yeah. good they are. And the machine. I, yeah. I don't know that I see um the Bucks scoring that much, right? The, the way their offense has been playing, I don't know that I see them score that much. Um, the Bucks have done a fantastic job of capitalizing on turnovers. They scored 21 off turnovers against um, New Orleans. They scored 10 off turnovers against Green Bay. Kansas City is usually pretty smart with the ball and doesn't turn the ball over. And so if you're not getting those uh, short fields – it makes it a lot, lot, lot tougher. I'm sorry. They scored 14 off the turnovers against Green Bay. If you're not getting those short fields, it makes it a lot tougher. Um, Tampa Bay has scored six times on drives that started within the other team's 50-yard uh, line um, this postseason. So you're averaging about two a game. It was one against Washington, three against New Orleans, two against Green Bay. And so you can't count on Kansas city to turn the ball over twice in their own territory. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think the bugs just have to improve in a lot of areas. Uh, I'll give my pick. I think Kansas city wins this in covers. I'm not saying the bucks have no chance. I don't think it's a blowout. Um, I'm not just being super pessimistic. Like, you know, Florida state fan. I, I picked the Lakers to win. I picked the lightning to win. I picked the Dodgers to win when they play the race. So I just try and be pretty realistic about things. I think Kansas City is is playing uh, better than the Bucks are. I think Mahomes is the better quarterback right now, and quarterback play means a lot. And so I like Kansas City to win something like 38-31. You know, I don't think it's a blowout. I think they cover the spread. I think it's high scoring. I think it's a lot of fun, but I just think they're going to be too much. Um I went first because I know that Richie's more of a homer, so we can let him bring the energy back up. What's your thoughts, man? TJ is not giving us much, much hope, man. But I just said like a touchdown game. I can go either way. You're going to be more bad. You you go- Freddie, Freddie, what are your thoughts, man? Who wins? Listen, just to um, speak on what y'all were saying earlier, I do believe Brady is the reason that the Bucks are here, but not because of his play on the field. I think it's just his presence. Being around a guy with that type of experience just has guys that normally wouldn't have believed in themselves. They buy in now. So those guys are playing harder. They understand what it takes to get to that level. But that being said, in the last Super Bowl that Brady won, he wasn't the reason that they won it. So, and he hasn't been playing at an elite level at this point. He's still a good player, but he's not that elite Tom Brady we've seen in the past. And I've voice my opinion about this Chiefs team all season. I truly believe that with Andy Reid, this offense and all the play pieces that they have, they're the equivalent of what you had in Golden State with the Warriors when they had Kevin Durant. They just have too much firepower. And it's going to be hard for them to contain that. And I see the Chiefs winning this and covering this game. I think the Bucs give them a little trouble early. But 
it's just tough. The bus gonna go down on some long drives and get some scores, but you got a Chiefs team that can score in five seconds. It's it's tough. All right. So here it is, guys. Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, the Buccaneers hosting Kansas City. Kansas City, they won it all in Miami last year. It ain't happening this year, y'all. I am going with the GOAT. I'm going with Tom Brady. I'm going with Florida. <laughs> I'm going with Tampa Bay and the best defense right now in the NFL. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Levante David. These guys are going to be all over Mahomes all night. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game. It's going to be tight. 34-31. Buccaneers win. They're firing the cannons. I don't know if you're allowed to fire the cannons during the Super Bowl, even though it's their stadium. But they're going to fire those cannons, and the Bucs win their second Super Bowl. And I am here for it. I will be celebrating. I already took the next Monday off from work. What did you say the score was? 34-31, Tampa Bay. Gotcha. Uh, Freddie, did you pick a score? Um, should I say 35-27 Chiefs? 35-27. Yeah, no, I think it's something in that range. I think that um, that kind of that magic number is getting above 31, and whoever can do that first probably wins. Um, you know, the the Bucks started really well against Green Bay. They need to start well against uh, Kansas City. They can't go down big like they did last time. No, no. So it'll be – It'll be fun to see. I mean, I think the game's going to be a ton of fun, one way or the other. Um, we didn't even talk about all the insane. I mean, you talk about the Bucks' weapons, right, with Godwin and Evans and A.B. and Gronk and Brait. And, um, man, they're they're insane. But those Kansas City weapons, I mean, Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Hill's the best playmaker. Like, it is just they're, they're insane on the, on their side. So, we we will see how they have. Yeah, no, it like like Freddie said, man, it is like that Golden State feel of, <laughs> of how they're of how they're coming out. So, um, I like KC three and a half. So Freddie does too. If you're on my bookie, you should sign up. If you're not on there already, Richie, tell oh, people yeah, real, that. real quick. Um, yeah, well, bet the Super Bowl, man. It's a Super Bowl. Bet the first half. Bet the second half. Bet the whole game. Bet all the props. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code. Uh, uh, no slaw, and they will match you up to 50%. So you put 100 bucks in, you got $150 to bet with. It's You cannot beat that right now. Um, I'm going to have like 20 different bets going on for the Super Bowl. Uh, from the national anthem, two minutes over under, uh, to Tom Brady, two and a half touchdowns, all these prop bets. I'm so excited. Uh, but go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code no slaw. And they will match fifty percent of whatever you deposit. So definitely go for it. Going to be a lot of fun. Somebody asked. We had a couple of good, good questions um, in the chat and as well on Twitter. Somebody asked. See a lot of twenty-one through twenty-three kids online reacting to what FSU is doing on the trail. How do you feel about our coaches and the momentum on the trail? Any opinions? Um, changing about the staff we kind of talked to recruiting a little bit earlier um i don't know if my opinion on the staff has changed at all i'll let you guys answer too i mean i always kind of had confidence in the staff i just knew that it would be uh, you know i didn't dive in head first like i did with taggart because you know norvell didn't come in and say like oh you know we're ready to win right now so anyway yeah like i i feel good about where we're at uh, with the staff, the recruiting momentum right now is obvious. And like we said, you just got to get a win to kind of back it up. What are you guys' thoughts? 
Yeah, I agree. Everything on the recruiting trail is cool, but biggest thing, we got to get wins. It has to translate to the fields. It's all cool if we get recruits and that all is good, but we've seen five stars, four stars that didn't produce on the field. So it's going to reflect back to the coaching staff. We have to be able to make this translate on the field, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm very encouraged by where the staff is right now as far as recruiting, you know, Nico Macchio, getting him was a huge deal um, as well as the defensive end that, that we discussed earlier. But at the same time, you got to win games. That, that's what it comes down to. Like if, you know, you can get a random, you know, three or four star to commit here and be, you know, all in. But if you end up going, you know, you know, four and eight next year, these guys might want to look elsewhere and nobody could blame them. So you got to win games and it, everything's in place right now. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. The other one that we saw in the comments um, was, did you see that Nick Saban video that got leaked today? I did not yet. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I saw it and I'll give you the quick breakdown, but he basically, somebody was recording like a zoom and I, I mean, I just bet he was mad as hell when he saw this, but <laughs> probably <laughs> very quickly, somebody was recording a zoom and it was basically his recruiting pitch to him. And he said, Hey, look, we've won six out of the last 11 titles. We've been in the playoff. Um, Richie, meet your mic when you do that, bro. What you got going on there? Open a bag of chips or something. You're worse than uh, Reggie Northrup. Reggie was out of control with his stuff. Bro, that's what you just sounded like. Ask Freddie. Uh, he basically said, we won six out of the last 11. We've been in the game eight out of the last 11 years. We've uh, been in the playoff nine out of the last 11 years. Uh, we put more guys in the NFL than anybody else. He said the gap. It was like 41, and the next team had like 26. Um, he said, bro, I really am muting you. You really are eating right on here. You're chomping like a chomping, like you chomping like Reggie, bro. Um, the people on the audio got to hear this every night. So anyway, said, here's the gap between us and the next team. And then he said, you're going to have other people recruiting you that say, well, you should come here, um, because you can't go play at Alabama right away. Right. You're gonna have to sit behind other guys. And he said, there's a reason that that there's three reasons why that's wrong. Number one, they're just telling you they're not as good as us, right? Like if they're telling you that you, you can come in there and play right away. He said, number two, I wouldn't be talking to you if you couldn't play, right? Like I, I'm not, I wouldn't waste my time talking to you if you couldn't play here. And number three, that competition is what's going to make you so great. And he listed the guys that like went up against each other. Like this guy got to guard Amari Cooper every day. And this guy got to go up against this offensive lineman. This guy got to go up against this defensive lineman. And that competition that we've talked about with the 2013 team, we were so deep and there were so many legends that got to go up against each other. Obama just has that every year. So anyway, that was basically his pitch to him. And you got to go watch it. You got to go see it because obviously Saban delivers it way better than I ever could. But it was just like, man, how does any coach <laughs> and that's why they don't lose recruiting battles? I muted you, Richie. I know you just you're saying stuff, but I really did mute you because you were like chomping on the mic. You gotta unmute. But like, how does any coach ever compete with that recruiting? And that's why they don't lose recruiting battles, right? Like that it's just it's it's another level. So go watch that video. It's incredible. Richie, what were we gonna say? No, I was saying I, I want to go play for Alabama now and get a master's degree from there because I, I got I my just recruited. I just recruited Richie to Bama. You're so, welcome, so, Coach. I'm going to give it in. It helps that 
my wife would support that. She's like, she's a huge Bama fan, so let's go. I'm finna report that video to Twitter for bullying because <laughs> we're not getting no recruits <laughs> the more that video get out. Like, oh like, dang, when I saw that video, I was like, oh man. And it's perfect, a perfect pitch. Just for me to sit back and think, dang, this is his pitch to recruits. Like, we can't let this get out. It's crazy, man. Yeah, the product, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I um, I remember walking into an Apple store one day and telling the telling the guy, like, hey, I want a computer. Just sell me on, like, which computer. Right? Like, I was going in to buy one. You know, the product sells itself, right? Like, if you want a MacBook, like, you walk into the Apple store, they'll sell you one. Like, it ain't tough. Not only is, I mean, somebody just commented, it's not only is saving a master salesman, and he did build the program from, it was pretty low when he got there, but I mean, the product sells itself at this point, right? Like nobody has to walk into Tesla and say like, hey, what kind of cars you guys got? You know, like is, is this quality, you know, this is good stuff, right? Nobody has to walk into the Apple store and ask to be, you know, and that's what Saban does too, right? Like, I, I, love, I love how Knowles fans uh, Saban, like you get to guard Mari Cooper every day. <laughs> like, yeah, was, damn, that's who I got to guard every day. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, it's... It's he's insane and they're insane and the the product is insane as well. So, um, Richie's wearing his double fries hat. Um, you can get some double fries gear at big3rollup.com. Go check out the selection there. Also, if you're watching, listening, whatever, if you can retweet, like this, comment, we would certainly appreciate it. If you're listening on iTunes, click the page and leave a five star review. We would certainly appreciate that as well. Um, guys, you guys have anything else before we get some shout outs here? Freddie, what you got? No, that's that's pretty much it for me, man. I'm probably finna head to the gym after this, get me some cardio in. I, these things right here is probably the reason I Cocoa Rolls. I don't know if oh, I'm going to get us a sponsor, man. These things. There we go. Is that whole thirty? These the other day, and they've been they so good. I'm telling you, I went. I was supposed to eat like a cup of them. And I ran through four bags today, so I got to go burn that off at the gym. Love hey, it, I, I need you to stop posting food pictures on Twitter or on Facebook, bro. Oh, no. That um, that's my cousin. He has a – yeah, he does – he has a little bakery, baking business, and I shared that, and I'm just thinking that about – Oreo cheesecake? I need to do – we need to do a live show over there with that Oreo cheesecake, bro, because yeah, that was – strawberry, a strawberry cake he posted last week that <laughs> made me break, man. That's mm. crazy. That wasn't good on day 29 of Hold 30, bro, seeing that, waking up first thing and Freddie sharing that. I'm just like, bro, I just want to jump out of his bed right now. <laughs> so I went, and got, I went and got on the bike while Richie was playing. So, all right, shout-outs, Richie. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, shout out my season ticket rep, Rachel, for the Buccaneers. Get me to the game. That's all I got to say. Get me to Tampa Bay. She did, bro. You didn't do your part. I know. Oh, man. I'm so mad. You have no idea how mad I am about that. <laughs> oh, couldn't imagine. Freddie, any shout outs? Uh, no shout outs to me. I think I gave my shout out, but I'm going to go shout out to this summer in a little bit. <laughs> I got to burn this off. Sweat it all out. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything either. Shout out to me for being done with Hole 30 this week. So um, I got three hours and 55 minutes, and I'm watching that clock like a hawk. Um, all right, I think we're going with a familiar song. I apologize that Richie keeps putting you guys through this. Win no, or this, win this, or loss on Monday night. One. This is win a new or, one. It was updated. Same. It was it's updated this week. No, it it's, was updated this week. It's the same beat, right? 
It sounds same, the same. Same beat. They do not talk about John Gruden. They talk about Bruce Arians got the team off the chain this year. Is Bruce if the if the Bucks win, is Bruce Arians the worst head coach to ever win a Super Bowl? Probably. Like, think about that. Like <laughs> that's, <either>. probably. <laughs> that's like when uh what's the Miami coach that won in 2001? Oh, Butch uh Butch. Oh, Larry Coker, yeah. Oh, Coker, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like Larry Coker when it's up. Anyway, all right, get the song get out of here before I cuss out Bruce Arians. <laughs> What's the name of it? Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same one. Yeah, I texted you the link. All right, cool. All right, go Bucks, go Knowles, and go sign up to be a booster if you haven't already. We'll see you guys next week. Cray, who you with? Man, what the book is going on? Oh, you bandwagon. What you mean, man? You know you with the Lions. Tom Brady. You know you with the Packers. Welcome to Tampa, home of the Raymond James, where the Bucks put it down and we bring the pain. Man, you hear them cannons shooting, fans going crazy. Now that Mr. Bruce when he got Tom Brady every game off the chain. Cause the goats in here, and you gon' walk the plane, you better have your floats in here. Cause we ran through the Saints, we unplugged Chargers. Packers wasn't nothing, did you see the look on Rogers? Packers wasn't ready, it was Tampa's day. Put some respect on Hills, girl, this is Tampa Bay. And if you ain't a fan, I suggest you stay quiet. Gotta know what you're doing when you hanging around you can get sacked or even intercepted. Tampa Bay Bucks are the champs. Accept it. We coming for the win when it's our turn to play. If you don't know about the Bucks, you gon' learn today. Hey, welcome to the field where the Bucks play at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay. Bruce Aarons got the team off the chain this year. The Glazers want another Super Bowl reign this year. Hey, welcome to the field where the Bucks play at the Raymond James down in Tampa Bay. Bruce Aarons got the team off the chain this year. The Glazers want another Super Bowl reign this year. Yeah, who you with, man? I'm with the Bucks. I thought you was with the Falcons. I'm telling you. Birds. The same team from 17 years ago. <laughs> Block a break. I'm a Buccaneer fan and I'ma stay with them. On top of the ship in Tampa Bay with them. Other teams forfeits, get to play with them. Ain't no losing in the Raymond James Stadium. Man, we got the ship jumping, the cannons in the cheers. Buccaneer alive is true ball players. White suit, Evans, Godwin, Leonard, Grunk. Who you gon' stop, man, with the best offense and the best defense? Won all the road games, been on the spree since. You talking dirty birds, but we washing them. And we shut your boy mouth down in Washington. Welcome to Raymond James, where the Pirates hang out. The Saints marched in, but they never marched out. Get your wine glasses, let's toast and help. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the hostess, yeah. Our offense tough, our defense rough, go Bucks, go Bucks. Ain't no other team stopping us, go Bucks. Raymond James, we do our thing Every time we stole them cannons bang If you wanna see a thing Go Bucks, go Bucks Yo, this is Peanut Bet y'all thought y'all never hear from me again, huh? That was 17 years ago I'm 29, can y'all believe that? Still trying to get a bug gang, I can't get a bug gang Because these tickets like $50,000 for one person They gonna only have about 9 people in there But I'm going still because it's the GOAT And y'all thought the GOAT was too old But he wasn't too bad, was it? Y'all just mad And we here, Buccaneers Woo!